Do you want to say anything about Trump? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That scared me. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing to say that. Welcome to Art Gab. This is Kendra. And I'm Ashley. And I'm Sean. <laughs> How was your guys' weekend? Boy, weekend. Let's see. It feels so far away and it's only we had some sun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Did you go outside a lot? Oh, as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nick and I have um, this murder mystery subscription box that comes to his house every couple of weeks. So we're trying to solve this crime mystery thing. So we worked on that last night. Oh, cool. It's kind of cool. What was the? What was it about? What was the style of the murder? Uh, this one doctor uh, was found dead or whatever, and they're all in captivity because they are being told they can't go outside because it's like radioactive or whatever. It's like this whole long story, but they're trying to figure out who like killed her, but also there's like a bigger mystery of like, is it really unsafe to go outside? And there's plotting, and I, <laughs> I got really into like buying like big sandwich our boards and I'm like trying to do the line and like be a detective so it's kind of fun you can go to Joanne's and get like the prettiest yarn I did to connect Nick's like actually trying to solve it and I'm just trying to make it pretty like layout of like how the things happened and <laughs> so Sean spent time outside cool. and you stayed inside because it's radioactive yeah. out there yeah I was getting really into the role <laughs> that's, that's awesome I think the highlight of my weekend was figuring out how to take out tamper-proof security screws. I wanted to remove a storm door. Oh. And they're the kind of screws you can tighten, but you can't loosen. Oh. And thank goodness for YouTube, because after driving around to hardware stores, I bought a couple things that were supposed to help me, and they didn't. And then it was a, my, I think, third YouTube video that I saw where he had a, a way to do it that finally worked. So that felt like a real accomplishment. That's awesome. <laughs> Six little screws. Get those Standing things between me and happiness. Who knew? I, I tried to take apart a pallet once, and they have like similar screws. Really hard to get out. Huh. Thank goodness for YouTube. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can teach you anything. That's true. It's true. What about you, Kendra? I'm trying to think. Like. Uh, I did a lot this weekend, actually. I taught a you class. Went to Ikea. Dude, I went to Ikea. Hey. I spent two hours in Ikea. And you made it out. Yeah. It was really, <laughs> it was pretty fun. Ollie really likes playing in all the kitchens, so that's really what took up all the time, is he just wanted to try them all out and make oh. sure they're fun. No, yeah. I, I learned a lot on I, um, YouTube recently, too. Is, uh, I taught a class this weekend called Acrylic Pours. It's like really complex. I mean, you see these people on YouTube doing these acrylic pours and they look effortless, but there's actually like some some skills and some techniques. And so I had to kind of brush up on what I knew about it in order to teach this workshop. But it was, it was fun. And then I went to the Arby Smith conversation Ooh, yesterday. Oh, I saw the photo you posted. Yeah. Beautiful work. So oh, yeah. rich. Yeah. There's this yeah. painter, Ashley. Up I think I saw the post. Yeah. A disjecta, yeah. Uh -huh. So cool. Such a great talk. Is He's he local? Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
he's just so sincere and such yes. a like a definitely kind person. Mm-hmm. His work's really powerful. So that's what we did. Hmm. Busy weekend. No murder mysteries. But today we're doing an interview with Sean. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the bio and then we'll jump into some questions. Sean Demarest, a local oil painter whose moody Portland streetscapes captures the feelings and character of place. She received a BFA from the University of Colorado with a focus on printmaking and painting, a BA in mathematics, and later studies led to an MA in architecture. Sean is the recipient of RAC, Regional Arts and Culture Council, individual project grants, and a professional development grant. She was awarded residencies to Playa, Summer Lake, Mojave Natural Preserve, the University Club of Portland, and the Helen Wurlitzer Foundation in New Mexico. Sean has multi-panel installations in Portland's River East Building and Portland Community College. She has individual paintings in RAC's Portable Works Collection, Oregon Health and Science University, and Gladys McCoy Health Department headquarters. She is represented by Waterstone Gallery in Portland, Oregon, and Seattle Art Museum Gallery in Seattle, Washington. Her work can be seen at www.shawndemarest, that's S-H-A-W-N-D-E-M-A-R-E-S-T dot com. Sean, welcome to Art Gab. Hey, welcome. thank you for having me. <laughs> So we'll just jump right into it. Um, do you want to describe who you are, what you do, and what is your process like? Sure. Um, first of all, thanks so much for interviewing me. This is this is quite an honor. Um, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm 55 years old. I live in Portland, but I was raised in Colorado. Um, let's see. So I studied painting and printmaking uh, at the University of Colorado. And I'd say pivotal point there would be when I went to um, when I went to France with the Cleveland Institute of the Arts for nine months. And that was when I first painted from observation. So that was a real turning point. And also dove pretty deep into etching, which is not something I do now, but for a while it was a real focus. Um, and then just in terms of my, my painting career, after college I spent three years in Taos, New Mexico and went there because the light was amazing. <laughs> and I was first drawn to it because of the artwork I saw that people were doing there. And when I was in Taos, my focus was painting from observation. And I also worked as a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a wonderful lifestyle. Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm 55, so my life has taken some twists and turns since then. Um, but in uh, about 2004-2005, I shifted gears and made a, a decision to be a full-time artist. And since then, have. And initially, I was uh, doing quite a bit of etching and printmaking, other kinds of printmaking at Byte Studio in Southeast Portland. And if you don't know about Byte Studio, check it out. It's a cooperative studio, Southeast 7th and Harrison. Okay. And they have First Friday openings every month. And uh, it's just a great, a great little cooperative. Mm-hmm. Good nice. presses, good stuff. Yeah. That's cool. That is, I was wondering when you were talking about the different places you've lived, you've mm-hmm. probably had a lot of inspiration from each place because there are 
so different from each other mm-hmm. than maybe alike? I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, th- I think of myself as a place-based artist. And where I am uh, influences my work to a very great degree. It's what my work is about. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. There seems to be, like, an honest honesty, but also, like, a strive to to connect with the place in oh, your paintings. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd say that the deeper drive is, is to want to feel connected to a place. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like definitely. your comment on the light, too. Mm-hmm. Light kind of plays into a painting and... New Mexico, it seems like, yeah, different kind of light than like Paris, probably. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in Portland, I mean, even Portland has kind of a unique light to it. Yeah, and I gotta say, the first when I first came to Portland, it wasn't because of the light. I'm thinking <laughs> it was gonna be a great place to paint. <laughs> the lack of light. Yeah, it was, it was sort of the opposite of of the kind of place I imagine myself living. But at the time, it it made sense for my family to be here. Mm-hmm. And and it took a little while before I felt inspired to paint in Portland. It started um, in that 2004, 2005 time where I was still only painting from observation. So I had a rule for myself um, from when I graduated from college up until about 2008 or nine, where I only worked from observation or from imagination. I didn't see the point of working from a photograph. And... So early on, I would go down to the river and paint and set up my easel, just old school, you know, French, French folding easel, mm-hmm. and painted the river. And then I started painting urban scenes also from observation. And I painted some of, uh, well, I lived in the Hawthorne neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I'd set up, I have great memories of this, by the way, <laughs> of, uh, getting up at like five in the morning in the summer and setting up my easel Mm. to catch the sunrise Mm -hmm. on Hawthorne. So I'd set it up uh, like in front of a parked car next to the curb. Mm -hmm. And we'd generally go back to the same spot, you know, a few times in a row to catch that. So, yeah, there's something really romantic about painting from observation. Yeah. I I just, I, I love it. And it's a great way to connect with a place because you're there for a period of time watching it and responding to it. Uh-huh. I um, have students that always want to work from photographs instead of drawing from observation. Mm-hmm. And the answer just came out once, and I wasn't really sure if I believed it, but I said, you don't want to work from a photograph because your eyes have so much more information. When you work from a photo, it's limiting the information that you have to work from. And, and um, I mean, I, like I said, I just blurted that out, but I kind of I kind of agree. Like, when you're in a space and you're feeling you're feeling the air, you're seeing so many more details. Like it's just yeah, absolutely magical. And, and then you have a sense of time too, because you see shadows change. You know, in my case, the sunrise, and those things. The some of those changes happen really fast, the sunsets and sunrises. But others are pretty slow. You know, shadows crawl, mm-hmm. and. And uh, you're, you're just in it. Mm-hmm. You know, plein air painting is, it's, it, it's, um, I don't know how to, how else to explain it. I, I want to say messy, but it's not, well, messy in a sense that it's not controlled. Mm-hmm. It's like every sense really is involved, it mm-hmm. seems like. But. Yeah. 
And as an artist, you have to reconcile those things, right? You have to decide what to include and what not to include. Right. Yeah. That reminds me of a conversation yeah. that you and I have had recently about mm-hmm. plein air painting mm-hmm. and how some people think that it doesn't, it doesn't have a role to play in contemporary art. And um, I, I think it's easy, easy to poo-poo. This is maybe my perception of what some people think. So I don't know if it's accurate or not. But that it's uh, more of a hobby mm-hmm. kind of painting, um, and that it's been done, and you know why keep doing it? But but to me, it, it's it's the foundation of my work is is painting from observation, and it's the the how I built an encyclopedia or little dictionary of colors in my mind. Mm-hmm. So now when I work in the studio, and now I do use photos at times as a reference point. Um, I'm able to do what I do with them because of the work of painting from observation. Yeah. What do your paintings look like? What is your personal aesthetic? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, it's hard to put me in a in a simple to explain personal aesthetic. Um, if you're not familiar with my work, uh, I, I I don't paint in one way. Um, Oh, like I like I, I think of myself as having multiple muses. I've come upon this this last year because it helps me make sense of what my process is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, since I can remember, I and it used to be a struggle, and it used to be something I thought, well, I'll figure out eventually what kind of painter I am. Am I a realistic painter? Am I uh, an expressionist, more emotive painter? Um, you know, I, I have different modes of working, and and uh, I used to feel pressure to, or or know that my life would be easier if I could <laughs> choose one to focus on. Um, so it's not an easy question for me to answer, um, but there's a thread that goes through it, and and through my work, and the thread that goes through my work is about this place-based response. Mm-hmm. And, and that response might be a color study. It might be um, working with a reference photo and making a large-scale painting that's pretty realistic with a lot of glazing. It, it might be, um, again, using a reference photo, but then um, scribing lines on top of the image and then working back in with color separations I think you shared some of those in this in this blog post there Mm -hmm. were a couple of those um so gosh the aesthetic part's hard like I don't have a limited palette I will use whatever pigment is calling to me and I enjoy knowing what all these different pigments do and you're you're a painter, mm-hmm. so you understand that, you know, all blues are not equal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I, I enjoy um, having access to all of those. So yeah. So for me, painting is a lot about freedom, mm-hmm. and a lot about exploration and being inquisitive and being open to that muse's little voice that, you know, says go do this. But luckily, that generally happens in a series. So I'm able to complete a series of work that has a, a similar voice. Um, 
And one thing I've noticed about your work that's kind of unique is the circular canvases. You have some circles. And I have yet to sell one of those circles. <laughs> <laughs> I think cool. they're great. They're really neat. I love them. And, you know, it'll happen. It'll mm -hmm. happen. Um, yeah, the circles are great to work with. That was really fun. I'm sure I'll keep doing them, and hopefully, eventually, <laughs> someone will want to hang a circle somewhere. Uh, yeah, but it's just another, you know, composition and and another um, kind of movement mm -hmm. challenge. <laughs> That's cool. People are probably like circles. That's so cool. <laughs> I got to think about this. <laughs> um, earlier, yeah. you were saying. Um, You've done many artist residencies. Uh, what mm -hmm. what are residencies and how are they helpful to the people listening? Yeah. <laughs> a, a residency is an opportunity to be an artist in residence in a place that isn't your home. And generally, well, you know, they're all different, but generally there's a cohort of artists, sometimes artists, writers, and musicians and oftentimes you arrive at the same time and leave at the same time. And the idea is that you're in a place where you can focus on your work without distraction. And it might be a place that has a lot of natural beauty around it, or it might be in a city. They're all different. Sometimes they're two weeks, sometimes four, sometimes three months. Um, some of them are a year long, <laughs> not, not as many. And I don't know, you usually apply for them at least six months in advance, sometimes more. Most of them are pretty competitive, but they're all over the map. Um, some people decide they want a residency, um, and it's a self-directed residency. So there are some that you can pay for to do. But yeah, the idea is just to get kind of shake things up, get in a different environment, focus in, and also meet other other creative people that's nice i i can only imagine you get so many more like creative ideas from doing those mm -hmm. kind of things mm -hmm. yeah each one has has progressed my work in a big way mm -hmm. the first one i did was at playa summer lake which is here in oregon um, and it's the landscape is stunning it's got to be one of the most beautiful places in in the united states and, and yeah, that was my first one. And it was a real, it was a big honor. I went for four weeks. And that was when I began to explore painting the landscape in a way that wasn't representational. And I would paint outside from observation, come into the studio after that and paint from memory. And those, and I painted long horizontal stripe studies and began painting wet into wet um, oil, because I'm an oil painter, so so you know there's a long drying time, and and the and those paintings ended up feeling more like the place than any of my little plein air paintings did, and I always knew plein air painting that there was something more t about it. I didn't want to be a plein air painter, always painting um, representations of what I was seeing. I think that's great to do, and I still do, and I still enjoy it. But the paintings that speak to me most. Um, go beyond that and paint rather than just a representation more of a feeling of mm -hmm. a place. So like um, one favorite painting of mine is Paul Clay's in MoMA from his Magical Square series that he did after visiting Tunisia. And 
it's about the landscape, but they're blocks of color. Hmm. And it's just glorious. And it's, a, you know, it's not a big painting, but boy, it gives you a sense of that place in a much deeper way than painting a realistic rendition, rendition would. So even though I paint these are sometimes yeah. realistic things, I'm much more drawn to uh, more of an abstract, emotional, spiritual take on things. But, but I knew in my life I, I can't force things. I, I really I believe so strongly in authenticity and, and not doing something because you think it's going to be the right way to do it. Um, so, so anyway, it was profound when I, for me when I started making paintings that were more of a response an intuitive response to the to the landscape. Hmm. That reminds me of I think it was is it Matisse that did the, the Morocco paintings kind of yes. after he returned from Morocco. Yeah, it's kind of the the distance gives mm -hmm. some clarity, some of some sort. Right, that's cool. Um, and and you did um, you just got back from residency, right? Yes, I was in Taos, New Mexico for three months. Wow. Yeah, with the Helena Wurlitzer Foundation. That was great. Yeah, it was a cohort of 11. We each had our little casitas, and then I had a beautiful studio um, and was able to sink back into that high desert light that I love so much. Nice. <laughs> okay, this is a big one. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry um, about this um, question. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> what role does the artist have in society? Yeah, that is a really good question. Yeah. Oh, I think artists can be the jester. I think artists create things that when you see them, it makes you look at life a little differently. I, I mean, that's maybe active, kind of an active role. I'm thinking of painting in particular. Like why, uh, what's the role of making can making paintings um you know the role of the artist i think so often it's um it, it can kind of pull open a curtain in away from the mundane into a, a deeper place and it might be a spiritual place it might be a, a political place it might be a place that shows that shows um how things are hurtful or are destructive um, can also be a, a place where seeing it, it's kind of embodies the human experience, the best and the worst, mm -hmm. I think. And and if I imagine a world without artists or a culture without artists, without I mean, my goodness, it really is the best that humanity has: our music, mm -hmm. our dance, our art. Yeah. yeah, I think it explores, it, it's a funny thing we, we're in right now, being humans on the planet. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way to explore it. Nice. I like that answer. Yeah. I like that. So this is like a very important question. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Just as heavy a question. <laughs> the heaviest <laughs> question of all. Yeah, I love that question. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I'm going to have an A and a B answer. And my A answer is please let me fly. 
<laughs> I want to fly. I want to have power in my, I think in my hands that can, uh, I can just put my hands up and, and fly. Like, yeah, like Superman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Good or wings one. would be cool too, but I think I'm more like the Superman type. Uh, the cape just throw a cape in there right <laughs> and i also think it would be really okay so b i just have to have a b and that would be to be able to pick up any musical instrument and have the skill to play it and be able to just be creative on it like like i can now with my painting but i'd love to be able to pick up a, a guitar or a harp or a saxophone and just wail that's a, that's a first for me hearing that one. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a harmonica. Just go sure. for it. Yeah. Any instrument. <laughs> I could busk wherever I need, whenever I need money. <laughs> Just pick up whatever you find. <laughs> that's great. Um, oh, <laughs> you hate it when I ask you about your superpower. I feel like depending on the interview, I'm always really excited about what they say. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be able to do that. that. So if you're, if you often ask this question, has your answer changed? I think every time. Yeah. <laughs> just because people come up with such good ones. Like the fly one is just awesome. And I agree, yeah. like the hands up, just fly. Because wings, like where would you put them? You might get tired. Yeah. Right. Where, where would you put them? Where would you hide your wings? They don't um, make clothes for wings. Yeah. So. And the musical <laughs> instruments, like, that would be awesome. You could do so much with that. Yeah. What about you, Kendra? Did it change? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, I was say, yeah, I like all those answers. I liked Anya's answer. <laughs> I keep going back to that. The, uh, what is it, the confidence and ego of a wealthy white man? That oh, so funny. boy, I'd love to just know what that feels like. Huh? <laughs> but I, I like the music one, too, because I'm so not musically inclined. So I like that idea of just picking up an instrument, just knowing exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. great. Musicians always seem so happy when they're making their work. You and know? they make it oh, look so absolutely. easy, too. Like, mm -hmm. no, that is hard. Right. Do you remember yeah. all the piano lessons we had growing <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, I still dream about those. What is your dream project? Or Sean? job. Or job. Yeah. yeah, this is such a great question to answer. Yeah, so, so my dream project would be to be plunked down in some high desert in a studio and have like healthy food brought out to me <laughs> daily. And I could bring my dog and I would have all the, all the uh, panels and paint on each, all my stuff. And say, all right, we want you to live out here and respond to this place, and we want to see what you come up with in a year. Yeah. I like that. That would be nice. No distractions, just... Healthy, Maybe. yummy food, right? Yeah, healthy, <laughs> yummy food. <laughs> Got it at the yummy part. <laughs> that sounds I don't know. Dreamy. Maybe it would get too lonely, but, but that was my first thought. Yeah, I would really love that. I would send letters. Oh, I And like people that. could write letters to me, which would be fantastic. Yeah, and then you wouldn't get lonely. And yeah. then maybe once a week do a phone call. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Letters need to come back. I agree. They They're totally do. I, there's nothing greater than getting a letter and just, yeah. I have a, a friend, an artist friend, and we have been 
we, we've sent letters back and forth since college. And she's the much better writer and has beautiful handwriting and sends lovely letters. So I was going through my things last week, and, and there are all these letters from her that I have. So they're, they're great things to hold on to, too. Stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. That's neat. I have love letters from Christopher. Aww. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> That's um. so, like, old school. Like, <laughs> you didn't save your love texts. No. <laughs> <laughs> love emails. No. no. Something about a letter is just so romantic. It is so romantic. <laughs> Um, Someday your grandchildren will find them and be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they are so ridiculous. <laughs> they are so ridiculous. <laughs> um, actually, that reminds me, have you seen um, How to Draw a Bunny? The movie How to Draw a Bunny? No. It's, no. A, it's a documentary about Ray Johnson. He was an artist that um, he sent art in the mail to friends. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So you could send art too. Yeah, send letters I like that. And send I art. like that. <laughs> So, what is next for you? Hmm, next for me. Well, after my time in New Mexico, and now that my two daughters are 19 and 22, I'm thinking about moving to a high desert location and have decided that it's important to me to have more nature around me. Yeah. So, I'm, so I may be moving. To, more on that yet to be, yet to figure out. Um, and show-wise, a year from now, January 2021, I'll have a, a showing with two good friends, Kendra Larson and Tamara English, at the Umquak Community College. And we'll be presenting paintings that, uh, that paint the landscape in a magical, uh, surrealistic it's kind of a cool little city, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it of is. Oregon. I think a lo- there's a lot of land in what yeah. you would imagine Oregon would probably look like. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That'll be a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so I'm hoping, well, my, my thinking now is I'll spend some time in eastern Oregon uh, for that show. I don't know yet where or when, but it's something that's been on my list for a long time. To head out there, maybe around Steens or Heart Mountain. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice stuff to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Thanks Thank for you. coming by. Yes. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Oh, paint on. <laughs> there you go. Paint on. That's our theme. <laughs> Thank you.